golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G., Along with the one, the only, Rich B. Fresh off the North Florida section, senior match, match play. play. Yeah, it was a pretty successful and event. And a good show in Rich B. Pretty successful event for me. Uh, the boys at Rio Pinar, Mike uh, Regner, John Signer, and Eco out there at uh, Rio Pinar put on a real nice show. For the North Florida section senior match play and Bob and, and Dixon. You, and you almost brought home the paycheck. Almost. Yeah, Bob Dixon, uh, made it to the semifinals. Bob Dixon beat me one up on the 18th hole. Bob went on to beat Mike Smith. Uh, today was the last day. Played 36 on Monday, 36 on Tuesday, Holly. So needless to say, the boys are a little beat up. And, uh, congratulations there, Bob Dixon. Winning the senior match play at North Florida, uh, section event. And, uh, Bob has won this thing before. I was so close. I almost had my hands on the trophy, Ollie. I wanted it. I know. I wanted one, it bad. One took it to the 18th hole in the quarters. Oh man. I tell you, it, it, it was kind of exciting. It was a long day and you know, <laughs> you got some old guys out there struggling a little bit, but well, it, it was a blast. Congratulations. And, um, when's, what's the next tournament up and the schedule? Well, you know, they do have four majors, but uh, the next one up is the pro official for the North Florida section, uh, and that's at Shingle Creek. Dave Scott is the uh, host out there at uh, Shingle Creek, and that's where you bring your uh, general manager or another appointed official, maybe a club president uh, or whatever, but uh, North Florida and club car getting together, North Florida section and club car getting together, trying to... uh, uh, raise up some, uh, interest in the, uh, uh, the pro official arena. Awesome. Well, you know, it was a big, big week of, uh, news here in Central Florida, Rich B, including the North Florida PGA section announcing Friday, last Friday at reunion, that they will be moving their headquarters from Daytona Beach oh to. My. The Reunion Resort here in Orlando. Can you imagine when they go to dig out that archives? There's probably more stuff in corners and boxes. They've been over there for years and years. Let's say 20, 30 years. They've been over there in the, you know, the same neighborhood. And, uh, and they're moving here to the basement of, uh, Reunion, uh, Resort over there. That's what, uh, uh, Steve said from the North Florida section. He says, we're moving. Into the basement suite. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> anything over at Reunion is first class. So um, yeah, it is very nice. Uh, that's awesome that's, facility. It's very exciting, and we're going to have uh, the executive director, your big dog, Rich Smith, on 
from the North Florida PGA section a little later in the show to talk about it, as well as we had a nice little interview with Annika Sorenstam while we were out at Reunion. And just big news tonight on the Golf Insiders. We've got Nancy Lopez coming up in the next segment, Rich B. Uh, the LPGA legends were up at the Villages this weekend, and some of the best players from the LPGA Tour, lots of Hall of Famers, both Solheim Cup captains for... This year, Rosie Jones, as well as Lisa Lott Neumann, were playing, and, and both played very, very well. Rosie Jones doesn't look like she's aged a day since I was at the tour. She just um, playing great, looking great. Jan Stevenson was there, looking Jan, great, playing Jan great. always uh, attracting a crowd. Jan still a good-looking gal. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, so and it was. It was just a great event. A little bit. Now, this is uh, the gals uh, that were on the tour back uh, a few years ago. And is there an age? Many, many is when age many limit? when I was there as uh, the director of communications. I think it starts at forty-five. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the legends, yep. uh, lady legends. Yes, and uh, Jane Blaylock, who's a you know longtime LPGA p- tour player, who has worked uh, just extraordinarily hard building this tour. Over time, and now uh, they do a series of 12 events, including a season finisher, the Honda Cup, in November, which actually was at Reunion last year, I believe. That's the Handa. The Handa. What did I say, Honda? The yeah. Handa. H-A-N-D-A. Um, can't, uh, can't get my Japanese correct there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, you know the villages, they turned out a crowd uh, they had ten to twelve thousand. You know there. where do they park all those little golf carts? You know everybody's wheeling up in their little golf cart, and it's. Just I took some be, pictures of some good it's ones. Gotta be, it's got to look like a circus. And event I know you're a car there. guy, so I, I brought some pictures to oh, show you. I can't wait to see. There was one that looked like you know a, just a, co- a cool it's, Corvette. I it, mean, it's they, amazing how many golf courses they have up there. Uh, the villages, right? Yes. How many golf courses are there? A bazillion. Yeah, right. How many golf holes are there? A bazillion in one. But, uh, and, and Nancy, of course, designed the course that they played, the Legacy course, designed by Nancy Lopez. Arnold Palmer's got a course up there. So, you know, I think they've got six or eight championship tracks now, and I don't know how many, you know, nine-hole Yeah, yeah, courses. the little, uh, uh, what do you call it? It's those? like golf par- odds yeah, par- up there. <laughs> it's golf odds. You know, everybody cool. drives around everywhere, including to the grocery store in their cart. You pull up to a Starbucks, and there are 30 carts out front. It's just you know, it's Everybody's, one of a kind. Uh, yeah, you got to have a golf cart, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we know things are a little slow on I-4, so take your time, sit back, relax, and we've got a decent hour of uh, golf radio talk Tell here. you what, we got some nasty weather by me last night, Rich B. Actually had a tornado warning in Tangerine, yeah, my little was, town uh, of Tangerine. And we had a couple little micro cells that popped down, and it was pretty scary. Wow. I mean, I can Google you and find you uh, in you, Tangerine. You, you actually can, <laughs> and uh, we even made we even made the weather. We made the weather last night. It was pretty exciting, but not when I looked at that little red spot, that red dot on the radar, and it's uh, sitting right on top of your house. Not very comforting. Crazy weather, and you know I've got to move around the rain buckets. I mean, uh, every day there's a different rain uh, drip in my house, so uh, you know I got to work on that uh, roof a little bit. Uh, so Billy Horschel, as we predicted last week. Right here on the show. Hey, this Billy is quite a story. You know, he's a, a walk-on at University of Florida. How's that? And yep. uh, Alex Romanoff, who I played uh, uh, the North Florida match play, uh, was his instructor for seven years as a junior. And, uh, you know, they don't uh, do walk-ons at University of Florida. Did you no, know bu- that? I did. Uh, Buddy Alexander, longtime coach there and friend of mine. Does not allow walk-ons to uh, even uh, attempt to get on the team. 
And somebody made a phone call to Buddy Alexander and uh, recommended uh, they should take a good look at this kid. Well, I think Chris DeMarco, of course, uh, Orlando's own Chris DeMarco, who also a Gator, and uh, actually at the rain delay at the end, which you know basically they pulled the blew the horn right as he was about ready to take his second you know shot into eighteen. And, uh, you know, just he's he's he can feel it. He can taste it. Right, Rich B. And I thought, oh, this this poor kid. What's you know, what's going to happen now? And actually, it was great. Chris DeMarco came in, sat down next to him. And I think, you know, just kind of took his mind off things while they waited. It was about a half hour delay. They brought him back out. And man, he just he he just stuck it on the green and sank the birdie putt. You got you love that. You love seeing that. That's a quite a finish. What do you shoot? Uh, Sixty-nine birdies. Sixty-four on Sunday. I'll get it done. That'll move you up some spots, and you'll be walking over a few players. Uh, he's he's like a he's like them. a birdie machine. We were talking about it last week. He's I think right now he has like a well. He, I think last week he was one hundred ninety-three birdies. So you know he's over two hundred now. Is good. He's the real deal, and he uh, is going to hang around. I think he's moved up the. Uh, uh, was that world uh, golf rankings? And or? I think he also has the record for most fist pumps. This guy's <laughs> excitable. Yeah, he can I mean, get uh, fired I think, up. I think I counted seven. He he was pretty emotional. He's a little volatile out there. It was great. And uh, congratulations to Jeff Sluman and Brad Faxon for winning yeah. the Liberty Mutual Insurance Legends of Golf. I used to play a little golf behind Jeff few years behind him at Oak Hill Country Club up in Rochester, New York. So a shout-out to Jeff, and congratulations on uh, on their win. So we got a lot, a lot of great uh, golf coming up on the Golf Insiders tonight. Nancy Lopez, the legendary Nancy Lopez Hall of Famer, LPGA, just, you know, the ambassador of women's golf. She's coming up next. We've got an interview with Annika Sorenstam. Stay with us. We'll be right back. an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, your host, Holly G., along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. And as I mentioned, Rich... I was up at the LPGA Legends event at the Villages. We love the Villages. So much golf up there. So golf much heaven. fun. Golf heaven. Holly, is that where you're going to go when uh, it comes time to hang up the uh, marketing uh, ID? There will probably be 500 courses up at the Villages <laughs> by, by that time. But, um, you know, all the great players were up there, Hall of Famers, Solheim Cup captains, um, you know, just uh, just a great crowd over 10,000 people, and had the chance to spend a little time with the one, the only, Nancy Lopez. And we are so grateful to have her on the Golf Insiders. Welcome, Nancy, Hall of Famer and 48-time winner on the LPGA Tour. Hey, Cindy, how are you? Good. How are you, Nancy? I'm, I'm finally getting to rest. I traveled for about 20 days, and I'm home in Auburn, Alabama, and it's been nice to just get up in the morning and not have to go anywhere. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, you know, I don't think people probably realize, uh, even though, you know, it's been a while since uh, you were on the LPGA Tour, that you've got your hands in so many things, Nancy. Um, you know, not only are you a mom, 
you've got your Nancy Lopez Golf Company. You have designed golf courses, including the Legacy Course up at uh, the Villages. Don't know how you do it all. And recently, you became a grandmother. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, Thank you. My oldest daughter, Ashley, who's been married for four years, um, gave us a little girl named Molly, and she is just the best thing since apple pie, I would say. No doubt, no doubt. Well, I read a funny story about how your daughter surprised you with the news when she was expecting, uh, and and that you drove to visit her, and... Um, was it her dog that came out in a T-shirt that said, I'm going to be a big sister, and you thought they were getting yeah. another dog? <laughs> yes. I had. Um, she had asked me, gosh, I don't know, months before about getting another dog, and I said, you know, as much as traveling that you like to do, that would be really tough. And so when I walked in the house and her dog is a schnauzer named Lexi, walks up with this little T-shirt, and I thought it was an Auburn T-shirt. And it said, I'm going to be a big sister. I looked at her and I said, I cannot believe that you're going to get another dog. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. She goes, Mom, I'm not getting another dog. And then, of course, I looked at her again and I started crying (laughs) and uh, found out on that day that we were going to have a a baby. So it was pretty exciting. Oh, that's, that's tremendous. And when was she born? December 16th. December 16th. She's a Sag, just like me. I love it. (laughs) So you had just an amazing crowd out at the Villages this past weekend. And uh, what, I think a dozen events now on the Legends Tour. Tell us a little bit about um, the Legends and how, you know, how it's, how it's doing. Well, you know, the, the Villages, I knew that there would be a great coming out for that event because, all the players on the Legends Tour, the players that these people watched grow up. I mean, when I was 20, they were 30 and 40, and they watched that era of golf with all the great players who were playing during that time. And, of course, they knew them, and most of them were American players. There's some that are foreign players, but most of them were American players. And the Legends Tour is full of Hall of Famers and and great players that – Really, I believe it was that time of when golf really got recognized with the players that are on the Legends Tour right now. And it was, it's been hard for me because I know being a competitor on the LPGA Tour and be, being very competitive, I eventually tried to learn to play golf for fun. And it took me a while because I was so competitive. Well, you know, I learned to play golf for fun and relax a little bit when I was on the golf course. So I was kind of hard on myself even when I was practicing. And then all of a sudden the Legend Tour pops up and I've got to be competitive again. <laughs> and it's just not as easy as I thought it was. I am getting a little bit more uh, focused again to where I can really concentrate and uh, concentrate for, you know, even 18 holes because I, I don't think people realize that players that play on the LPGA Tour have to focus for four days for, you know, five hours each one of those days and totally focus to be able to win a golf tournament. But the Legends Tour has been a lot of fun, and it's amazing how we were so competitive years ago. Still competitive now, but everybody's a lot friendlier to each other, which is really good. You've adopted a little bit of what they have on uh, the the Champions Tour, I I think, and and that's great. And the play was just fantastic. Nancy Scranton, who won, boy, can she bomb it still. She, She can. She can still hit it. There's quite a few of them that can still hit the ball pretty well. And long off the tee. And um, it's, it's fun to be a part of it. Um, 
you know, Jane Blaylock and her group that worked so hard to, to put these events together and so grateful to Walgreens for uh, coming, stepping up and sponsoring that event at the Villages. <clears throat> I think it was a win-win for everybody because you've got all these people there that love golf and they they were perfect for the Legends Tour to come out and watch them. And you have uh, the current Solheim uh, Cup captains, uh, Rosie Jones and Lisa Lott Neumann, playing in the event as well. Yes, that was correct. Um, of course, Solheim is always exciting. We're looking forward to, to it this year in Denver, just outside of Denver. That's going to be a great venue. And uh, so, you know, how how involved are you in, in Nancy Lopez Golf? I know, you know, see the product out there quite a bit. And, you know, you were one of the early people to really take on, you know, designing women's golf clubs. How's how's the company doing? Well, the company is owned by Kim Bauer, who is with Tournament Sports up in Canada. And he's done a great job. Um, I, you know, when I was first contacted by um, Arnold Palmer back many years ago when his company was owned by Jack Lupton, and Jack Lupton wanted to see if I wanted to have a uh, golf club golf club company where we make clubs just for women. And back in those years, you know, women were pretty much, you know, just ignored and, and really making great quality stuff for women only. And that's where the company really got started. I got to really get involved in uh, the building of golf clubs. And then I was a very, uh, I was a player that really wanted to see the club and it looked good because then I felt like I could hit it well. Because about that time, clubs were being made that looked really awkward and, you know, I was a visual person. And so I got involved in that way, and, and visually we put these clubs together where when you look down at the club, you really felt like you could you could play it, you could hit it well. Um, Nancy Lopez Golf provides everything for the ladies, beautiful golf bags, and we're not real expensive. We've got price point clubs where, where if you're not as serious a golfer, but yet they're, I've hit them all, and they're very solid. But then we go all the way up to a very expensive club, and we give the women's choices of shafts, grip size, which, of course, women have different size hands, so you have to have the right grip size in your hand. And I think, you know, having the right golf club is going to bring the most talent out of every lady that's out there playing because I know there's some wonderful husbands out there that want to give their wives a set of golf clubs for Christmas or their birthday or Mother's Day or whatever, but yet <clears throat> if they're too heavy, these I've, I've encountered this where ladies have golf clubs their husbands bought them, they were too heavy, by hole 11, the club is swinging them. They're so tired of swinging it because it's either too heavy, too long. So if they can fit themselves with our golf clubs, I think they're going to bring out the most talent. Then we started the clothing company a few years back, and I've been very involved with that, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, our big success really, I think, has been our sizes uh, 1X, 2X, and 3X because we go all the way down to uh, uh, extra small or small and size 2, and the the extra-large sizes, the 1X, 2X, and 3X, have been very popular because nobody makes that. And I had women... Fitting back- real women, Nancy. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. It's about time. Well, well, you know, we give these women choices, and a lot of the women that were, you know, my size and up were saying, you know, we're going into department stores, and we can't find anything golfy. You know, they were trying to find something they looked really nice in, which... We have great colors, and and we have uh, sleeveless, short sleeve, a little bit longer sleeve to the elbow, quarter uh, three quarter length sleeves. So we're giving ladies a choice, and the and the skirts are wonderful. We brought out a one piece dress this year, 
And I think that we've really hit where, you know, the lack of clothes for ladies playing golf because they want to be able to, now with the spikeless shoes, they can play golf, look great, and go right into dinner at the club uh, because that's what they want to do. You know, we've become a society of we want to be really casual, but we want to look nice and not have to work so hard at it. And I think that we've accomplished that with with the clothing company for sure. So I have stayed very involved in that, and it's a lot of fun. And we're getting better and better. I know when we first started, you know, you have a lot of struggles because you can't make your clothes fit everybody. But you keep trying and you keep trying to make them comfortable. Because I know when I played my best golf, I always looked really, I felt like I looked good, I felt good, and it helped me to play better. We're talking to the one, the only Hall of Famer, 48 time winner on the LPGA Tour, three major championships, Nancy Lopez. And this is such great advice to many of our male listeners out there who may be thinking about Mother's Day since it's right around the corner. I have certainly been one that's often been handed, gotten the hand-me-down clubs, Nancy, and we went through that period when manufacturers (laughs) thought all they had to do was paint the shafts pink. So we're glad we have someone like you who's really been, you know, spearheading a great design for, for women's golf. Rich B., do you have a question? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, we're going to run out of time here, Nancy, but, you know, uh, uh, how about the uh, state of the LPGA uh, these days now that you're, uh, uh, you know, watching, you know, from the sidelines now as a spectator? What do you, uh, you know, what, what are you seeing? Uh, how do you feel about it? Well, I think, you know, Mike Juan has stepped on board. He's been a great addition to the LPGA Tour. And we have all these great players. And I think everybody has to realize that it's a universal tour and it will stay that way from now on. And I know, you know, I hesitate with some of my friends because they, they want to see American players winning tournaments. And I understand that because I know when I went over to Korea to play with Terry Park, they didn't want Nancy Lopez to win. They wanted Terry Park to win. So here in the United States, the American population wants to see American players win. But I always tell my friends, you know, they, they say they just want to turn the TV off at that time. I'm like, don't do it. These players are great players. They work hard. Um, you know, the background of where they came from and how they developed into the great players that they are. And I think what has really happened is that so many foreign players are speaking very good English now, and that has really helped to contribute because people want to hear what they have to say. And as I look at a lot of the foreign players and I tell them, thank you for trying because that's so important. It's their tour too, and it's really a responsibility to be able to communicate with everybody over here because that's how you really create fan bases is be able to communicate with your fans the people that watch us the sponsors and i think that they've done a great job in doing that and we have we have a tremendous tour great players um, beautiful ladies young ladies young players i mean i don't know what the average age is really it's got to be pretty low um, because there's so many young players and it's just amazing to watch them hit the golf ball as far as they do. And it's very exciting to me. And, I, and like I said, with Mike Juan in the driver's seat, he's done a great job for the LPGA Tour and has brought back many tournaments that, you know, either we lost or we were losing. And uh, my hat is definitely off to him for, for making that happen. Hard, hard worker, Mike Juan. And, boy, nobody more enthusiastic. What are your thoughts about the upcoming Olympics, Nancy? Excited. Um, you know, everybody says, well, golf's not, not, uh, golfers aren't athletes. Well, I, I think that's completely not true. Um, as I was married at one time to a baseball player, he said hitting a golf ball that was just sitting there was the toughest thing he ever did. And he had 95 mile hour pitches coming at him. That's right. So, Ray Knight. You know, it's, 
Yes, and the and the late you know the the thing about Olympics golf and the Olympics I think it's tremendous. I mean it's a sport. The people that play the game they have to focus. There's a lot of athleticism in golf, and I think it was a, uh, is a great addition. You mentioned actually I read Nancy also none of your three girls uh, do they play golf? You said they were into baseball. Yeah, no, Ashley, my oldest, uh, played for a little bit. But once she got married and started working, she didn't play much after that. She loved the game. Now, Erin, my middle daughter, is about six foot tall, and I don't think we really ever had clubs long enough for her eventually. Um, but they all were very competitive, very great, very good athletes in all the sports they played in high school. But they just weren't interested in playing golf. Um, you know, they didn't really have friends that played golf. I tried to get them out there, but, you know, my dad never forced me to play the game, so I didn't want to do that to them. And so uh, they just pretty much watch when mom does play. So you got a little club in uh, Molly's hands already, the, the grandbaby? You're going to get her hooked early? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I would like to really teach Molly the game. And if she loves it, you know, I'd like to teach her what my dad taught me and um, give her the chance to see if she really likes it. And I was joking with my daughter, Ashley, um, that if she became famous, that her name would have to be Molly Lopez. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's great. Well, we probably have caused a 10-car pileup on I-4 here in Orlando announcing the fact that you're a grandmother, Nancy Lopez, because I think uh, plenty of listeners cannot believe that. Uh, but we appreciate so much you spending some time with us at the Golf Insiders and uh continued success uh, with your family as well as all the things you're doing for uh, women's golf. Thanks so much. Well, thanks for having me. Nancy Lopez, everyone. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. 740 The Game. Stay with us. We've got Bob Herrick from ESPN coming up next. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. We're back, the Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. Holly G in the house along with Rich B and uh, Rich B. Any announcements? Yeah, this is week 20. Week 20. 20, 20 weeks into the PGA Tour season, and uh, we're at the Wells Fargo Championship. In Charlotte, North Carolina. Yep. Quail and we're going to go to our man, main man, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Are you uh, at the Wells Fargo this week? I sure am, yes. All right. So, pretty good field. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Bubba Watson, Phil's in the field. Tell us uh, what the buzz is in the press tent. You know, it's funny. The buzz has been more about the off-the-course stuff that's been going on. Uh, VJ? Uh, you know, VJ, uh, the Tiger ruling still with life. Uh, uh, and some on-the-course stuff. The greens aren't very good here. They're having a bad – they just had a bad uh, issue with the greens that's uh, caused some problems. So, you know, maybe tomorrow we'll get back into the actual golf when they start because it's been uh, a lot of the a lot of the extraneous stuff so far. So you said in uh, your ESPN.com column uh, that you felt VJ got off on a technicality. I know this is um, a little bit complicated with all of the you know the the policies, but can you right. just break it down simple to what went down? 
Well, basically, he, you know, at the time when he said that he took the the deer antler spray, and, and obviously he didn't know that he was taking something that was banned. You, you know, he was he was asked a question about it, and he talked openly and freely about it, thought it could help him. But unfortunately, that stuff is has, has a banned substance in it. And at the time, it was a banned substance. It was a, a rule, and he admitted it in a per policy. If you admit it, it's like failing a drug test. And they actually did sanction him. They wouldn't tell us what, but they did issue a sanction, and he appealed it. And during the appeal process, a uh, WADA, which is, is the World Anti-Doping Agency, uh, and we're going to hear that a lot as we go forward with golf and the Olympics, you know, they, they actually determined that the amount of this IGF-1 that's in deer antler spray is at a low enough level to, to, to really not have an effect. Now, why all these people didn't come to this conclusion before is, is a pertinent issue, but also a side issue. The bottom line is that he, he committed the violation, and they really didn't penalize him for it. Um, uh, you know, it's sort of like saying, you know, uh, I ran that stoplight. Uh, it's, it's a bad light. The, 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 the light is too short, and they changed the rule, okay? Uh, they, they changed the light time or whatever, and so now it's longer, and, and you wouldn't commit that violation. But at the, same, at the time you did it, it was wrong. You know, you, you broke the law. So uh, it, it's just kind of weird how it was handled, and I just think it gives golf a little bit of a black eye. It, it doesn't look great for the tour that, um, that this thing dragged on like it did. It doesn't look real good for VJ that he, he, you know, a Hall of Famer who wasn't smart enough to ask the tour about something he was going to take, which the, all the players had been warned about just in 2011. And it doesn't look good for WADA. I mean, it's like... If this stuff shouldn't have been on the list, how did it get on the list? You know, I mean, I think we could probably all argue about stuff that these guys take, and players certainly could. They probably figure has no help. I can't help them at all. But yet, for some reason, it's banned. Okay? I mean, that's a, that's a fact of life in high-level sports, especially Olympic sports. Well, you know, and, and here we are. I just think it's uh, the whole thing was messy and... Uh, and, and, and really very, very unfortunate. What's, what's the feeling amongst uh, our media peers? I think for the most part it's, uh, you know, that, uh, that there at least should have been some penalty. You know, the tour could have said, hey, look, this, has been, this, this stuff has since been taken off the list, and, and, and BJ spent uh, the last three months going through this. Uh, but, you know, he, he committed a violation, and, and, and for, at the very least, we're we're gonna we're gonna suspend him for a month because he was, uh, you know, he, he he didn't have the sense to ask us about about a substance that clearly they're warned that they were warned about. I mean, I think then everybody could have moved on from it, uh, you know, and that's that would have been you know at least some sort of a a deterrent, like and, and a warning to people. Hey, you better ask about stuff before you take it. Instead, he's he, you know there's no penalty. Of course, now there's the the personal grief that he's had to go through, and I'm sure he spent a lot of money on attorneys. And I mean, there, there's some seems to be some indication that, that you know that he was fighting it. He appealed, uh, so um, uh, just uh, you know, it's messy, and and and, it, and I don't think it gives us a whole lot of faith in the system. Uh, you know that uh, you know that 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 this sort of thing I, that, that that's out there 
you know, are, are they really being diligent about about testing for for uh, you know for, for performance enhancers or, or 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 drugs that can help you heal uh, faster from injury that they don't want you to take? Well, as you said, I think uh, this is going to be really on the radar much more, uh, especially as we uh, approach uh, the upcoming, you know, Olympics with with golf being in the Olympics. So I think it's uh, certainly still evolving, especially in the golf world. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, where it goes from this point. You said uh, still some buzz about Tiger. What's going on? Well, today the USGA and the RNA released a statement. Basically, it was three pages long. Uh, explaining in great detail the, the tiger drop, uh, you know, the, the decisions that, that were made and were not made and, and how, uh, they came to the conclusion they did it and basically supported Augusta National's position in not disqualifying him. But at the same time, they made it very clear they don't think this should be a precedent setter, that it, the circumstances were very, very unusual. The fact that uh, that Augusta National actually reviewed the drop while Tiger was still playing and elected to not speak to him about it is, in essence, what saved him from disqualification when he signed the scorecard without adding those strokes. Uh, basically, they were saying, you know, they should have talked to him. They should have discussed it with him. He should have then added the two strokes uh, and 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 there and gone from there. So uh, another interesting thing. Uh, um, you know, one of my colleagues from, from uh, Sports Illustrated, Michael Bamberger, had a really interesting story that came out today about uh, he actually uh, found out or was told who the person was who called in, and it was David Eager, who plays on the Champions Tour, used to be a rules official for the USGA and the PGA Tour. And he's actually the one who got in touch with the PGA Tour rules officials who were at Augusta and relayed to them that he thought Tiger might have taken an improper drop on the 15th hole. And wow. as, it turn, as it turns out now, that is actually what saved Tiger from being disqualified because if, if none of that had happened and then he, he came in afterward and said what he said and had signed his card and they went back and determined, you know what, he took a bad drop, he would have signed an incorrect card and he would have been DQ'd. The fact that he told them, and the word actually got to Augusta, Fred Ridley, you know, the chairman of the competition committee, uh, who used to be the USGA president, basically was the one who decided it's, it's not a violation. He looked at it, he didn't think it was, was, a, was a bad drop, and, and they let it go and never spoke to him. But those dynamics are what kept him in the tournament. And, you know, here we are. Uh, it's almost three weeks later to the day that it happened. It's still uh, a, a, pretty, a pretty big topic in the game. Well, hopefully, too, it um, cues up a little bit to everybody's listening, especially amateur golfers, uh, to be you know better informed about the rules of golf. And I know, Rich B., since you still play competitive golf, uh, it's something that's always uh, on your radar. But so many rules are misplayed, and s- so many uh, people are just not familiar with a lot of that the rules. Is, that is probably the, the, the latest uh, phone-in ruling uh you know this is what it, what bob just said it, it saved tiger from actually being uh disqualified by somebody calling in so this is this is uh all new in, in the rules hey bob let's, um we, let's, oh i'm sorry yeah we, we're wrapping up we just got a minute left i want to ask you uh just in terms of the field who who you see uh is 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 a good pick for this weekend you know uh it's funny we haven't been talking about him much but what about rory 
You know, what about uh, Rory? <laughs> it's kind of funny how he dropped off the radar here a little bit lately. Uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe you know, some lowered expectations might do him some good. You know, he did win here three years ago, his first tour win, and um, you know the the field is, is missing a few guys. Um, uh, Ricky Fowler's back, obviously. Uh, Lucas Glover maybe, coming coming back, playing yeah. some good tournaments. Yeah, I mean, you know, Lucas Glover's not a bad a bad guy to go with. He won here two years ago and 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 had the good tournament last week. Um, you know, I, I just think there's a lot of opportunities. Phil today was talking about he's really stoked about that new driver he put in his bag at the Masters that he's been tinkering with, and he's even though he didn't have a very good Masters, it feels like he's really hitting it nicely now. So, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's so hard to say, uh, uh, but um, you know, this, this has become one of the better tournaments on tour, and and the uh, uh, you know once again there's there's a, a good field here as you mentioned, no Tiger this time, but uh, but plenty of other other good names to watch. All right. Bob Herrig, ESPN.com. Check him out online. His birdies and bogeys column, always uh, full of good stuff. Bob, thanks so much. We'll let you go back to work. We appreciate you spending some time with us, as always. Bob Herrig, you're listening you. to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so We're back to Golf Insiders, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. And, uh, Rich, our next guest... Um, made an, a big announcement on Friday at the Reunion Resort. We talked about it at the top of the show, and um, I know you know him well. The executive director of the North Florida PGA section, Rich Smith, on the line. Hey, Rich. Hello, Holly. Hi, Rich. Thanks for having me on tonight. Hey, we want you to know that if you are uh, tuning in online, you could see us in our official North Florida PGA shirts, don't you know? Whoop! Did we lose him? Ah, oh, just <laughs> hey, when Rich, we were giving him the big on. plug, Rich B. Here we are. We we wore our team uniform for the North Florida PGA section. I don't know, Holly, somehow or another, yours looks are, a little better than mine. We are decked out in blue, and um, so Rich, you back with us? I am. Sorry, I'm traveling back from Atlanta, Georgia. No problem. So uh, the big announcement, very exciting. Congratulations on putting this together with Reunion Resort. Uh, Tell our listeners about what's uh, happening. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, we're extremely excited about it. It was, uh, you know, quietly in the making for really about three years. And, uh, you know, the gist of what we announced, you know, of course, North Florida is now going to call Reunion Resort our home for PGA HQ in this part of the country. But it's really more about where, where it's really more about growth of the game than where we're housing our offices. Uh, we're aligning the PGA brand, which is made up of our PGA professionals, uh, with the brand of Salamander Hotels and Resorts, headed by Sheila Johnson, uh, and also working with Annika Sorenstam, who uh, bases her operations out of Reunion Resort and is now also a PGA member uh, for the first time in her life, enacting her uh, dual membership status that she's eligible for through her LPGA status. Uh, and we're all going to work together. We, we all have a deep passion for 
growing the game of golf, protecting the game of golf, promoting all the great things that it does for people, including the health and wellness aspect. And instead of doing it all separately, uh, we're putting all of our assets together and we're going to grow the game together and, and share this wonderful sport with everybody. Hey, that's pretty cool that we got Salamander on board. And uh, they do have a couple of very nice facilities, Innisbrook, Ocean Hammock, I think it is, Rich? Uh, Hammock Beach Resort Hammock. out in Palm Coast. Right. They've got two, they've got two great venues and, and fantastic lodging all beachside. Uh, both those venues are definitely major championship uh, quality. Innisbrook, of course, has four golf courses. And uh, a nice little tidbit about Reunion Resort, the three golf courses there collectively have 12 Masters titles, which uh, you can't find that anywhere on this planet. So that's pretty exceptional. And you had your big annual awards dinner on Friday night, correct? We did. We had our annual uh, celebration and uh, uh, award ceremony on Friday night, uh, tying it in with our big announcements uh, about our relationship with Salamander Reunion and Annika Sorenstam. And uh, that was a wonderful night. It was uh, a great attendance. We had about 300 people there. We had some nice entertainment afterwards and uh, a lot of very deserving award winners. And anyone you want to uh, shout out here uh, while we're while we're on the topic? Well, I'm afraid that if I do that, I'm going to forget one of the other 14 award recipients. But the, the biggest award of the night that we really wanted to focus on, and they're all special, so don't let me take anything away from the other winners, is uh, Rod Perry, who was our section player of the year this year. Uh, he was also the national player of the year for the PGA of America. So to go a whole year and be known as the best out of 27,000 people, that's a wonderful accomplishment. We like to celebrate Rod Perry and uh, – give him his due for a great year and a lot of his efforts. Yeah, that's going to help him out a lot in his future in golf, Rich. And we appreciate all the good work that you're doing. Congratulations to you, Rich Smith. Pretty new on the job, probably three, four years now. And, you know, this is quite a coup for you, Rich, to actually change your area code now. You're moving from Daytona to Orlando. What are, you, are you excited about this yourself personally, Rich? Well, personally, I'm very excited, and uh, you got the number right on the on, on the button. I'm three years in as executive director. I spent two years working with Jerry. We'd lose him again. He's, uh, he, he's he's a he's a traveling man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been a busy guy. He's somewhere out there on 75, just hauling uh, hauling ball uh, butt down the uh, highway. Hey, listen, Holly. You know, uh, Rich has done a great job. You know, congratulations. You know, he's uh, you know doing a lot of good work. Here in Central Florida, and and explain how wide uh, the, the oh, North boy. Florida section this is, is the, Rich. North Florida section is one of huge. the biggest in the country. Goes, uh, Jacksonville to Melbourne, Sarasota up to uh, the Panhandle, and uh, that is a lot of uh, uh, ground to cover. And uh, you know, there's a lot of PGA members, uh, you know, within the section. You know, and then you have the South Florida section. You know, it's Miami and uh, uh, Fort Myers. But uh, you know, PGA of America, they do their uh, due diligence, trying to bring people to the game. Who's playing the game? Where's the game's future headed? You know, it's it's uh, it's a big task. You know, because of uh, the last couple of years, it's been uh, pretty tough for uh, every uh, sports industry. Absolutely. Well, we're happy to have them here in Orlando Reunion Resort. Thanks to our golf insiders tonight, uh, Bob Herrig, of course, from ESPN.com. And Nancy Lopez, so special to spend a few minutes with her. 
We appreciate all our listeners, and thanks so much for wish Rich Walsh behind the glass. I can't even speak his name. Rich, He's just such where in the lab mob tonight? Such an amazing guy. Gear. Great show, Rich B. Hey, give me some more pat on the back, some love, my uh, match play love. Congratulations on a great tournament. Bring home the trophy in the next one, buddy. <laughs> We're out of here. See you next week.